Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time, that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois out what we call lovingly the corn patch, and you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God. And I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material, not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service. And we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. Angels is the anointing. Now, does that make sense? And I, I pray to God you're, you're shaking your head up and down because it does. And that's what the difference in all this is. So, so when the angels come, the anointing is here. Well, then how come, Brother Decker, not everybody's being healed at this point? I'll tell you why. One is the sin. Two is the fact they don't know how to open up and receive. And those are the only reasons that there are. That's the reason that when, when brothers and sisters, and I hope that now you're, you're starting to, to realize, when we can bring this group together here, as we're doing, and as we keep growing, and we keep going into the deeper depths of God through His Word together, then that's the reason when we get to this thing to that point and the angels come in, then that's when we're, you're going to physically see that glory cloud begin to manifest. Why? Because they are the anointing. Okay? They are the anointing. So we're not going to, you know, and it's going to change everything. It's going to change everybody. And you're saying, well, well when's that going to happen? It depends upon us. Now, when the day of Pentecost came, Shabbat, when it came, they were all together in one accord. That's what the Bible says. Now, when you look into that thing of one accord, what you find out is that they were connected together as a unit. They had fasted, they had prayed, they had sought the face of God, and they were there believing, all right? And that's what God wants us to do, to be here believing. Now, we've got you now where we're doing what? We're talking about fasting three days and three nights. We're bringing you together. You're coming and you're receiving revelation knowledge from God's Word, and we're what? We're beginning to grow, and we're going to keep on growing. How does that work? It works because we are the beloved of the Lord. It works because what I'm reading to you right now out of the book of Revelation is about to come right here, full view on the, on the face of this earth. And that's the reason as, you, as we're reading this, it shouldn't be very difficult for you to begin to, to, to digest into your, into your noggins anyway, in your minds, the fact that we're getting in, or we're getting ready for a real show from the angels. Now, if we're going to have that show from the angels, we are, as I spoke about and have been speaking about, then the neat thing is your angels that you have around about you are also going to be part of that big show, all right? And when I talk about big show, it's talking about the things that we're seeing unravel here in, in, in these scriptures. Now, uh, in uh, the, the book of uh, Revelation, uh, we're there in the 16th chapter, if you'll turn there with me. And again, I can't, didn't try to go through all this, uh, all this stuff, but we'll start in the 16th chapter. It says, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. Now, who's doing that? The devil? God's angels. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome, grievesome sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped the image. Third verse. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. 
And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the, wa- of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of the saints of prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another one out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which had power over the plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, and the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come up out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth into the kings of the earth of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of, of God Almighty." Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. Now there I want you to stop for a moment in the 15th verse and understand that. I come as a thief. What has he said? You have to watch. Now one of the statements that I made today with some of us as we have gathered and talked in the, out, in the middle room was that one of the reasons why you're not going to have dates given to you is you'll quit watching. You know how the Lord keeps saying, Watch, for you know not when I will appear. So, for I will come as a thief in the night and catch you unprepared or catch you not watching. Well, if we knew for for fact that, that bless God, and I, I mentioned somewhat of this today, I know I did, but I want to hit it again, that if, it, if everything is going to end on this earth in, 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 say, the year 2020, all right, we mark 2020 on the calendar, and we really don't need to get too excited about overcoming and doing what we're doing until what? About 2019 and a half, probably. No, most of us, or maybe 2019 and three quarters, maybe, okay? And that's just part of the reason why you're not going to know. Because why? God wants us to stay prepared. Did I tell you that this time is to be known as the great time of preparation? That God is having us to do what? He's having us to begin to prepare for the very last days. He's having us prepare for what we're reading even here as we go through this thing. Now, 14th verse, For they are the spirits of devils working miracles. I did that, didn't you? 15, Behold, I come as a thief, because, because he that, that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. I read that. And, the, and he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Now, who gathered them together? God did. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake such as not seen since men were come to the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. 
And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon was in, came in remembrance before God to give her the cup of wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found, and there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent, which is, which is a hundred pound. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. What is it about? It's about a time like there's never been on the face of this earth that's coming. It's coming to this earth. Now, you do understand that your angel can reach up and hold up one of those 100-pound hailstones, don't you? Sure he can. See, there's no, there's no uh, uh, holding back of their strength. They, they have the strength. They do what they do because, because what? They're the angelic force. But again, what I want you to see here is this is the angels. They're being sent forth, and when they get sent forth, then bless God, they're going to do what? They're going to do that which they're sent to do. And what God is doing, God is sending them. You understand what I'm saying? God is sending them. Uh, when, when I prophesied uh, about the, 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 the flu, the plague that's coming, the N5, or H5N1, the avian flu, the thing that God said, he said, you prophesy and you tell them that the pale horse is now ridden. Now, for any of you that's ever been, and a couple of you in this room have been around me for quite some time, especially uh, uh, the one sister here, she will remember when I began to talk about the first horse and the second horse. And when in that time and a period during the time when the angel would come and say, prophesy and tell them that this horse is now ridden across the face of this earth. Now, when God said, he said, I have now taken the peace from this earth, and he said uh, that I was to prophesy and tell the people that, bless God, now the pale horse is written, and the pale horse rode, and all this death and all this plague and all the thing that comes with that pale horse is now come into the face of this earth. These things are going to happen what? Now, you see, again, did God say to me, it's the prophet, you tell them on July whatever that is that this is going to happen? No. And I want to say to you again, in all of the 31 years that I've stood in the holy place and I've prophesied as to what I've been told by the Lord God, never one of those times have I given a date and a time except when God sends me to the presidents and the prime ministers and the kings and the queens of this world. When I go to them, then I'm required to tell them, in three days, this and this and this is going to happen so that you'll know that God has a prophet and he sent that prophet here to you. And that's the only time I've ever, I've ever, but as far as given dates when there's going to be, uh, you know, be a, a, a great earthquake or there's going to be a this or there's going to be that. No, I haven't done that. Now, I, I've, I have, uh, bless God, I've pronounced curses on nations that have come to pass. And I've had God, bless God, uh, tell me that, uh, you know, that I must do this or I must do that. And bless God, I've done those things. But what, what, again, when you have the angels come, you have the angels and understand that those angels are going to watch over you and those angels are going to keep you. Probably some 20 years ago, I had a, a, a vision that the Lord God had, had brought to me, an open vision. And in the vision, bless God, I was being lined up to be shot in front of a firing squad. 
And these men that were lining me up, they didn't seem to be disagreeable people. They just seemed like they were going about their business. I don't know where I was at, but I knew that these were men, and there was about six or seven of them. I think it was, was seven, and they had, they had rifles. And they took me up and stood me in front of the wall, and they said to me, Do you want to be blindfolded? And I said, No. I said, I will go to my God, looking up into the heaven in which I will, I will send. And so they, they, the guy went back, and he, he said to them, he said, prepare your guns. So they, they prepared them. They, they locked, locked the, the shells in. And he said, take aim. They took aim, and he said, fire. Now, all seven of these bullets are headed, I guess, at me. Of course, now you can't see fast as a speeding bullet, as they say. And so, but anyway, I, I, I'm thinking, here I come, Lord. Any moment, I'm, here I come, I'm going to be, I, here I come, nothing happened. And I said, uh, I'm not dead. And so they all stand there, and their eyes get big, and they look at me, and, and, and the guy said, load the guns. So they loaded the guns a second time. And the second time, he said, fire, they fired. I wasn't hurt. Nothing, nothing, nothing had touched me. So anyway, uh, bless God, uh, what I had happened, the angel was standing in front of me. And I saw the angel stand there, and God said to me, he said, the angel diverted the bullets so that they wouldn't harm you. And he said, and so shall it be. So you see, when you begin to, begin to understand that the, 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 the divineness of these angels, and they are divine, because of the fact that they're able to do what, the, there is nothing they can't do. And, and by divine appointment. Now, now, what was God trying to show me? I never did understand. I didn't understand whether there was going to be a day when that kind of a thing was going to happen to me, and the angel was going to come and stand, and they could shoot me and couldn't kill me. But the fact of it is, I know that the possibility of that is real, because I saw it in the open vision. And I know that the possibility of that is real in your life to understand and to know. Why is it that you think that when I get on an airplane, I say, God... I said, I said that the, the angel, I said, I want him on the airplane. I want him on the plane, standing right there. You know, not much room in front of them seats, but standing right there in front of me and Donna. Right there. I want that. I want him right. Now, uh, you know something? I, I'm foolish enough to believe that there's never going to be a problem that I ever have on an airplane. If the thing needs to be landed, the angel's going to land the plane. Now, Now, let me go back and talk about the thing that I, I, I had that took place in Africa. In Africa, the people that grew the crops that God had begun to bless by the prophet, bless God, was having the other villages from afar off come and steal their crops. And they came to me as the prophet, and they began to complain, and they began to say, what can you pray or pray the prayer that will keep these people from stealing the crops that we're growing? I said, oh, that's simple. I said, that's not a problem. So I commanded four angels that would come and stand around that village in four different places. I walked and I said, you will be here. I walked all the way the other distance, which is a long way. You'll be here. I made it all. It took me, took me about an hour and a half, 45 minutes, and I placed angels. Then I, in, in, in the service that afternoon, I gathered them all around, and I said to them, I said, now listen to me closely. As the, as the early mornings... As you go out to work the fields, and or the late evenings when you return, some of you are going to begin to see the angels. 
Now, I didn't tell them what they look like on purpose, all right? But you will begin to see the angels. And I said, these angels are going to stand guard, and they're going to watch over your field, and they're going to protect these fields as long as the prophet tells the angels to stay in their place and protect the fields. So it wasn't very long when I got back to the States, I began to get letters. And I began to get letters about the villagers seeing these angels. And here's what they would say. They're white and they're big. And they're scary looking. But we know the prophet said that they were the angels of the Lord God, that they're there to watch our fields. And, and, and then it would go a few weeks and somebody else would write and say, they were huge, huge angels that watch our fields. And then all of a sudden, bless God, I, I, I went back the next year and I was uh, there in that, that village, so I placed the angels. And, and I said to the pastor there, through an interpreter, uh, Jalos, I said, um, have they stole any of the food out of the, the farmer's fields here? And, and the pastor says, oh, no. He said, no, they only came one time. I said, well, what happened? It said that they saw one of those big angels, thought it was a ghost. They've never been back. So you see, God can do that. God can do all of that. God can move storms. As I said, God's moved tornadoes. I've watched God move tornadoes. I've watched God move all kind of uh, the, the hurricanes, as I said. How do you think that that hurricane that was off the island of Mauritius, how do you think it came? And I, and I prophesied, first came the open vision. And, and the open vision was that there was going to be a, a, a hurricane, no one over there is a typhoon, that was going to come and was going to come directly and set off the island, set there for three days and three nights, spinning, and it was going to be a monstrous typhoon. And they were going to say before it set there, they were going to tell them there's going to be a, a big-time destruction on the island, and everybody should evacuate, they should evacuate, which were not going to be very many people. But bless God, get ready. And I said about that time it's going to stop, spin, set there and spend three days and three nights, the weather people are going to go silly. Then it's going to come right around to the north side of the island. It's going to dissipate and go into thin air. I said, that is a sign that you'll understand. Now, the angel of God came and stopped, not only brought, but stopped, and held that thing in place three days and three nights. That's exactly the way that it, that it would operate. That's exactly the way that it happened. And, 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 and you see, and everybody went crazy about it. But you know what they all remembered? They remembered that that was the word of the prophet. They remembered that the prophet said three days and three nights, so it should sit there and spin. And they'll not move to the left. It'll not move to the right. It'll not move forward. It'll not move backwards. But then it will move around the island, and it will dissipate on the other side, and no destruction will come to anything or anybody. Nobody was injured. No property was injured. But what was it? It was a sign. But the, it takes the angels, my brothers and sisters, in order to do what is in order to produce that. Now, I hope that you can have somewhat of appreciation as being a prophet of God as to the way God uses people like us. Because why? We have complete command over the angelic force. And we know that. I didn't know that for years, all right? And I, and I know that it came to a time when, bless God, that, that as I said, God came to the place. He called me his friend. And I, that, as I said, that... Ex <laughs> <laughs> didn't excite me. I told him I thought I'd always be in his friend. And, 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 and that's when he told me. He said, speak as you will, and I will honor what you speak from this day forward. Now, you know what that actually did? That actually gave me the right to take those angels 
and command those angels to do anything I have a desire for those angels to do, and they will do. Everything from blessings to curses, everything from stopping hurricanes and droughts to bringing all those kind of things. How can that happen? How do you think I caused it to, to break the drought out down there in the panhandle of Texas and, and Amarillo when I was down there this summer? All the fire had come through there and burned homes, and they didn't have any grazing land. They didn't have anything, and there was nothing. There was no, no, no green ground anywhere. And anyway, I told them, I said, I'll just break the drought. They said, you can do that? I said, yeah, in a New York second I can do that. Broke the drought. There was no rain in the forecast for seven days. Broke the drought. Water ran the streets of Amarillo uh, that night, and it's run ever since. How do you think that happened? The angels did it. The angels brought the rain. The angels brought the system. See, uh, as I said, folks, when it really comes down to this thing, it's no great big secret. This isn't a secret. This is the power of Almighty God. It just happens to be the difference between me and most people. I am anointed to work the system. I am anointed in this last day to teach you how to work the system. And I'm going to teach you how to command these angels. You can learn to do it. Now, again, it's not going to be something, my brothers and sisters, that you're going to do overnight. So please, please don't get into this thing thinking that, bless God, that, you know, that it's just going to happen and, and, and then everything else is going to do what? Come up hunky-dory because that, that, it's not going to happen overnight. But it's going to happen, and I'm even going to teach you what you need to start and begin to look for. Now, of course, this is after you decide to get all the junk out of your life that's in your life. Okay? That's after you do that. Now, if you're not going to have an after, then there's not going to be a beginning to the other, all right? It's not going to, in other words, God's not going to play the good guy unless you try it one time to see how it works out. No, no. You're first going to have to do just what, what did Daniel said. He said, I stood before the Lord God, and he had no sin in his life. That's what's going to take you, for you to keep what? The, the angels to keep the, uh, the, the mouths of the lions shut. Well, whatever in your life, it doesn't make any difference. What is it that you need? What is it you, what is it you have a desire for? Well, then you see, that's, that's the way and that's the reason why that all this stuff can be. I'm in, I'm in uh, Guyana. I'm in the jungles. They got a young guy walking just about from here to the front row in front of me. And, and, and the, 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 we're on a path, but you can't hardly see that it's a path because it's jungle. You know, if you've ever been in the jungle areas, you get into where they call the canopies where you need a flashlight. And I'm talking about the sun at noonday being out in no clouds. It's so dark that you need a flashlight. And so we're walking down through here, and I'm saying, I said, what's the, the young guy, how come he's, what's, uh, well, that's in case that there'd be a snake that, that would be, be there. It would bite him first. I thought, boy, that's convenient, isn't it? That's real convenient. I can just see me coming home feeling good about myself because I didn't get bitten with a snake and this kid here got bit. I said, I can't work like that. I said, you, uh, you bring the kid back here and put the kid in the back. I'll walk in the front. Well, you don't want to do that because we have what's called a two-stepper, a two-step snake. And after you get bit, you take two steps and you die. That's how poisonous this thing is. I said, well, that's fine. I said, you let me, you let me go down through here. Now, the angel of God, this was really an interesting thing. As I walked down through there, about two steps in front of me, I could begin to see the, uh, see the foliage move. At first I thought, uh-oh, alligators, snakes, what do we got here? No, it was the angel going before me. It was the angel going before me. You remember me telling the story about walking through a minefield in, in uh, Mozambique 
And they put a kid out in front there. We're going to blow him up, I guess, and to save the prophet. And I got them all behind me, and I said, I dropped the things. I said, step where I step. Who was in front of me? It was the angel. See, we are promised that the angel will do what? That God will guide our footsteps. So you don't have to be concerned. The concern isn't yours. And, you know, we got on the other side, and the kid had a whole box, of, a whole handful of rocks, and threw them out there, and one of those mines blew up. Because they thought that there was no mines in the field, is what they thought. And I said, now you're not going to get away with that. You're gonna, we're not going to play that game. I said, uh, I said, give me, threw them rocks out there, kaboom. Everybody cleared their ears, and eyes all got big, and we went to have church. But you see, these are, these are the benefits. And, I, and what I want you to see this as this evening is these are benefits that belong unto the believers of God. These aren't, this isn't, folks, this is not something, whoa, 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 so special, so special, even though it is, whoa, 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 so special, so special, and the reason it is because the church couldn't take you there. The church can't take you to this place because they know it not. And if you know it not, you can't teach it, you can't preach it, you can't, you can't demonstrate it. But if you know it, you can. And that's the reason we're going to be able to open up an entire, absolutely an entire new, uh, if you will, revelation. And it's not new at all. It's been around all this time. The angel's desire. Now, like I said, tomorrow is going to be a, it's going to be a great, a great ending to this thing because we're getting down tomorrow. We're going to do what I said before. I wanted to do in the beginning and just have one section. That'd be it. And God said, no, can't do that. Because you're going to have to teach. They're going to have to understand. And so I hope that God's brought you understanding. I want to read one more section here, uh, Revelation 22. All right. To you before we quit, which is the last book of the, uh, of, of the book of Revelation. And it starts out and says, And and he showed me a pure river of of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, was there a tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruits every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there was no more curse. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Man, is that going to be nice. And there shall be no more night there, and there shall be no need of candle, neither light of sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These, these sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servant the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Now, as, as we go down through and we begin to realize that when the Lord God began to come and, uh, and say that, bless God, that these, these sayings are faithful and they're true. So all this that happened with the angels, they're faithful and they're true. And bless God, when you and I get in ourselves and understand that God wants you to be able to do this. See, God, God's desire is not for this to be. It's like I've said for years and years and years, this is not a one-man show. The big name televangelists, it isn't set for them to have 
just, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. What's going to happen to them big mega churches when all this kind of stuff happens? You don't need them no more, folks. And let me tell you something. Those big mega ministries want you to need them. Because if you don't need them, then they're off the air and they're, they're, the old adage is they're out of luck. All right? And you're going to see that. 16th verse. Let's go to the 16th verse. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto thee these things in the churches. So the angels did what? They came and performed these things to the churches so that they could understand what's coming, why it's coming, and what the end of the matter is going to be. That's, and that's exactly what was taking place. Now, as he goes on to say here is, I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. He said, it is I. He said, it is I. Nobody else, it's him. Now, we have an opportunity to bring ourselves forward to a place that, again, did I, have I not told you in the beginning that we're going to walk in places that no other generation has ever walked in? Can you begin to understand what those places are going to be like? Has there ever been a generation? There's always been the angels. There's always been the men of God, the, the people of God that have been able to command and, and operate within the angelic uh, visitation but not the groups of people. You don't see all of this that we've read, all these things that we have given have been an angel or angels that belong who? Under the Lord God that was given unto the people, into the, into the Daniels, into the, into the visiting Abraham, doing the things that we have seen, the things that they did. And yet now we have come upon a time, which is right now before us, where we are about to see the greatest explosion. Now can you begin to understand the greatest explosion of the demonstration of God's power that the church could ever imagine? Can you understand where that's going to come from? It's going to come from the angels. We are going to learn to command them. Then we're going to stand back and watch them do what? What they do best. And that's to be angels. The excitement of it, though. I say, you know, I used to get so excited because I think, God, this is going to be something in. I said, when can I, when can I tell the people? He said, you just keep saying what I tell you to say. That we are about to turn this world upside down and do great exploits. Haven't, I, haven't you heard me say that from the time you've met me? Well, the, this is, this is the part of the reason that, of these great exploits and the great show of God's glory and power is going to be through these angels. However, however the way can it be? However, however way can it be that, bless God, that the earth can start to shake? in order for you. Some of you will give signs to people. Some of you will go and say, look, you know what, noon today that we're going to have the sun's going to be covered. It's going to become dark. Well, there's no eclipse that's supposed to come. Yeah, but the angel's going to take care of it. They're going to say, you are nuttier than a fruitcake. Just be here at noon tomorrow and watch it take place. Why would it be? See, that's the reason I told them. I said, you call... You call uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, whoever you need to call there in Amarillo and get them out here. I said, if I'm going to do this, we might as well, we might as well make, a, uh, make a real show out of it for them because they need to understand. They need to understand what God is doing and how God's going to get it done. And so anyway, they called. ABC said they were going to come out. They didn't bother to show up. I broke the drought anyway. I said, well, that's that. Now, when you get yourself in the area of being able to command an angel 
to go out and cause it to begin to rain where it hadn't rained. See, now when you look back on it, then you begin to also understand the stories that I've told about how the drought was broken after three and a half years in Malawi and how that I told them that when my feet leave this earth in three days, it will begin to rain and it will rain so hard and so long right through the rainy season. It'll be longer than you've ever had it to be or I don't know ever had it be longer than it usually is. And I said, they will write to me, the government will write to me and ask me to pray that it stop raining. Now, what happened? The third day when I left, the angels caused the, caused the clouds to come, caused the thunder and the lightning to be seen and heard, and then it began to rain. And it did exactly what I commanded that it take place. And I commanded the angels. So if, if you've been with me here so far today, then you have seen uh, by the Scriptures and by the, some of the things that I've, I've told you that we are in position to receive, to be recipients of this thing. No other generation has ever had this presented to them. Not a, and, and you've never been in a service where anybody, prophet or non-prophet, said unto you, you're going to learn to command these angels because it is given unto us, unto you in this last day, to do so. But you're hearing it now. That's the reason, folks, it's so exciting to understand that revelation knowledge is coming almost like a, like a flood. It's coming so fast and so hard that, bless God, that it's hard as a prophet, it's hard, to, it's hard to stay up with all of it. Why? Because we are entering in, and we're quickly entering in. Why is it that you're not going to have to worry about your home when you put that food up? The angels, they're going to be there. They're going to see to it that nothing comes by and steals your, and steals your bless God, your food, or comes in and harms you and your family. What's it all about? It's about a God that's about to do what? Bring judgment to this earth? Amen. It's about a God that, bless God, that is about not only to bring judgment to this earth, but He's also, on the other hand, He's going to have to bring His people to where His people can work the works of God, His works. So He's got, there's a twofold purpose. One's the judgment, one's the glory. Now, you and I are into the glory side, all right? Let God take care of the judgment, and God will take care of that judgment. He will bring it. The angels are already set in place. Well, the last visitation that I had, I said, to the, I said to the angel, I said, how long will it be until all these woes are going to become plague after plague after plague? And he said, that's not for you to know. But he said, you need to know one thing, the angelic force of God is readied. Now, you know what that means? Folks, the army of the angels of God are standing waiting for the command. That's how close that we are with all this thing. Now, this may think, take 30 years for this thing to develop. Uh, but bless God, if it does, that's fine and dandy. I gave, you, uh, gave you the sign and some understanding of how old that I believe that I will be when the Lord God comes. All right? I believe that I'll be a man of about 90 years old, thereabouts, one way or the other, a little more, a uh, little less, when the Lord God does come. Now, will he come? Yes, he's going to come. Is there going to be a mark of the beast? Yes, there's going to be a mark of the beast. Is there going to be a protection that, bless God, has given to us by God? You bet there is. And the angels are the key behind all of that. Latch on to the Spirit. Hear what thus saith the mouth of the Lord. And let those that have ears hear what God is saying at this hour and this time, not only to the church, but into mankind. Those of you that, bless God, that have begun this journey of changing your life and of being ostracized by your family and your friends and the churches, you understand something. For them to work these kind of works, God would have to go back and apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. You hear what I'm saying? And let me say it one more time. 
for those people that bless God that are going to stay at what we call the church are never going to work these kind of works. It's never going to happen. Because number one, they don't even know what to do to work them. Number two, you've got to keep the, you've got to keep the commandments and the testimony. Both of those things have to happen. Yes, we look small in numbers, but as I said, as we cross America, there's hundreds and hundreds of us out there, folks. This thing isn't, all that's needing here is some organization. And if, if, we, if we, this happens, according to the one brother, he's going to begin to help us organize this thing and start finding those people that, bless God, that are like you and I. They're out there, and they're also being ostracized, and they're also, some of them sitting around wondering, saying, I really wonder, you know, if this, I, you know, is this all really going to be worth it to me? Yes, it's worth it to you. A hundred times over, yes, 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 it's worth it. Will my brother stand and blow the shofar? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we glorify you and we praise you. We thank you, God, that you chose us to be here on this earth at this time. We worship you and believe that, Lord God, that you're going to fill up our our spirit man to, to overflow. The Lord God, that these angels are going to be, uh, be, be brought forth and we're going to learn to command them, each and every one of us, even from the oldest to the youngest. So let it be. We thank you and we glorify you. Bundle us together as a bunch of sticks till we come together again. In Yeshua's precious name. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois. Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So again, you can also get more, all the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible. Thank you.